Outside. Great ball in. Sam Kerr up the double. Yes, it is. Reese Perry brings up her 200 in style. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. Welcome to a league of their own. I'm Montana, and with me today I have Amber and Liana. Guys, welcome to the podcast. What are we talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about equality in women's sport. Exactly, and why there isn't enough. Pay being the big one. Liana, you have someone you talk to at your local soccer club about pay disparity in Australia, especially with the Matildas, one of our most successful teams. Yes, um, she's actually a soccer coach. Her name's Ash Johnson. I did speak to her about what she thinks the two biggest issues are um, in women's sport and, and yeah and this is what she had to say if they want to give more money to the women they've got to take money off the men and that's the only way about it and things like that and I feel like the system is a little bit flawed in that sense especially with the amount of success that the women's team have had over the men's teams. and more so than quality I think the pay should be based on performance more than anything so you've got your Matildas who are ranked sixth in the world and then you've got your Socceroos who are ranked 40th, but the Socceroos are paid nearly nine times more than the women. And basically what the FFA have said is if we pay the women more, we've got to take it away from the men. So it's a bit of a guilt trip, but other countries are able to do it. Like somewhere in Norway, were able to the men were able to take, well, they were happy to take a pay cut, so their women's soccer team would get paid the same, and it's working out well for them. Yeah, it's definitely disappointing that the girls have to feel guilty or embarrassed about succeeding in sport. And also trying to balance not only their professional sport, but also trying to provide for themselves, you know, just to live basic living things. They've all got second jobs, like most of them are teachers, doctors, studying. It's crazy. They just, they can't have that soccer or sport career as a full-time career. Well, that's it. And then it comes into it um, as well as people say that the game isn't as good. And you're going, well, I'm sorry, the game isn't as good because this person's working a 60-hour week and then coming to training and games on top of what she's doing. So it's not exactly easy. But here in Australia, we do have pay parity uh, with the seven. Our Aussie women's rugby sevens are the shining star of Australian rugby. And recently, at the beginning of the year, the collective bargaining agreement put out by Rugby Australia now gives men and women in the sevens absolute pay parity and the men took a slight pay cut so that the women could have that parity so we do have that here in Australia but isn't it so disappointing that the uh, rugby women sevens who are arguably the most successful women's sporting team in Australian history I know we have a gold medal had to get to that level before anyone noticed or made any changes in women's sport after we won the gold medal it became one of the fastest growing sports in Australia for young women and only this year at the beginning of this year have they gotten pay parity Um, and then on top of that you have something like stadium access and broadcasting rights where the women's games usually aren't even played in the same stadium as the men on the world seven series circuit um, where the women play on the training fields and the men play in the main stadium. But the Sydney Sevens competition this year allowed women and men to play uh, side by side on all three days. However, the women held their final at nine o'clock on Sunday morning and the men didn't have played all their final stages all throughout the Sunday and didn't have their final till seven o'clock at night. 
prime time viewing. And then they wondered why no one was there for the women's final. It's because they're all at work. Exactly. Or recovering from Saturday's hangover. Exactly. I know I was. I actually spoke to Madeline Clark, who's a high performance netball player for the University of Sydney, about uh, media coverage. And here's what she had to say. It should be more equal, but I sort of am like stuck in the mindset of the men's sport generates so much, like it's so much bigger industry. It generates so much more money more people want to watch it so of course it's going to get more coverage like if you put a women's sport on one channel and you have the men's sport on another channel and someone prefers the men's sport they're going to watch like yeah it's hard like yeah you could put it on but it probably won't even be watched if that's the person's preference which i think is even my preference so you can hear maddie's uh, the frustration in maddie's voice there as a sportswoman herself who's currently performing at a pretty high level even she stated to me earlier in that interview that she doesn't plan on continuing her sporting career just because she knows that she's not going to receive the coaching access to courts and if she did want to proceed with her career the coverage yeah it's absolutely disheartening for players who have genuine talent that they have to work you know 10 times as hard to get to the position that say an average guy could do in a a year or two. I think a sad thing as well is uh, if a woman plays a sport, she can't really look at it as a full-time career. She looks at it as a hobby that she does because she loves it. She has to make a lot of sacrifice, um, take second jobs if she wants to do it. Whereas for a male, it is a real full-time career path. You can get paid a full-time salary um, just like any other career. Yeah, and that's one of the things when you talk about equality is that what we want the end game to be for women? Do we want them to be able to look at sport as a genuine career option with all the money that's involved? Do we think that the money that's involved in the men's game sometimes tarnishes the pure love of sport, where these women genuinely have a pure love of sport and that's why they continue to do it and that's why they strive for success? So you guys want to know something crazy? Yes, please. Currently, an average male AFL player is earning $355,000 a year. Yeah, see, that is absolutely insane. The base salary or starting salary for the Aussie women's sevens is $46,000 a year. Well, then you've got the W League after they had a pay increase last year. It's gone up to 15500 You're but kidding. No, that's not even what you get from a part-time or a casual job. Honestly, I earn more from my part-time job working two days, three days a week. Yeah. And I think that's a massive contributor to why women aren't continuing with their sporting careers. Well, 100%. obviously, if you can't, you know, you can't make a living out of it, who's going to continue? <laughs> So thank you for joining me today, guys, and thanks for listening, everyone out there. You can join us next week for A League of Our Own, Episode 2, where Ksenia, Lachlan and Julia will be talking about access, opportunity and equality and the future of women's sport, where we go from here. Sounds good. Oh, can't wait. Oh, sorry. I thought we were done. <laughs> I was like, 